Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Yeah, so we're talking about brahmacharya today. Mm -hmm. Brahmacharya being the Sanskrit word for moderation, but literally meaning Brahma of God and charya being the right use of energy. So Mm -hmm. for the purpose of what we're talking about, it's like non-indulgence. In in the old Eastern way, it was also relative to celibacy. Mm -hmm. I think in more modern text, it's more in line with just keeping all things in moderation, which seems like it should be really easy to do. But some of us pittas who are a little bit OCD, we kind of sometimes don't get the word moderation. No, we don't. We don't know how to do that. <laughs> I don't like that word. <laughs> right. So but brahmacharya asks us to show up with our whole heart. It asks mm-hmm. us to watch our behaviors, to function within our means and without mm-hmm. obsession. We I was going to say we're just a society of obsessors. So yes, it's a, we it, are. It's a little tricky. And we're also a society that's like got instant gratification with like Amazon on your phone or order this or do that. And, you know, mm-hmm. yep. Exactly. And practically speaking, it means Brahmacharya turns our mind inward, balancing and supervising the senses and leads to freedom from dependencies and cravings. Assuming that you can stop your cravings. I know, I know. And the sages tell us that when the mind is free from domination by the senses, sensual pleasures are replaced by inner joy. Now, we're not suggesting that you lose all sensual pleasures by any means, but, you know, everything, you know. In its moderation. Yeah, in well, moderation. and I think, I think there's a valid point there. Like, if we obsess about when we're going to get that next tidbit of pleasure then Mm -hmm. it almost makes when we get there not as pleasurable Mm -hmm. and it's you know sometimes we're so pleasantly surprised by pleasure when we weren't expecting it right and it asks us to moderate ourselves and concentrate our energy right and in doing so we're able to form a greater commitment to our spiritual path and kind of merge that energy with God. Right. Merging that energy with God is also like relative to how, how do we put this in terms that most people can associate with is the removal of our addictions. Like if we're addicted to TV or food or alcohol or tobacco or THC or whatever mm-hmm. is our, our thing is that because we are spending so much time obsessing or being addicted to A, B, or C, it's actually taking us out of being present. It's taking us out of being reverent. It's taking us out of our, you know, joy for something bigger, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. I agree. You know, I've been quoting from the language of yin lately. And do you care if I read a little thing from Gabrielle Harris? No, go ahead. Are you on here? To sit quietly and gather our essential life forth through our breath, to concentrate and meditate are tools to keep us focused on our goal. When we sit, we deepen our connection to ourselves and we become more aware of the parts of our life that either drain or fortify our energy. When we take time to connect, we notice how our energy changes. And through this more soulful kinship with ourselves, we're reminded of a more personal relationship with the divine. Mm, I love that. I love that too. It sometimes takes 
sitting down and being quiet. Mm -hmm. Like exactly that. Like stop obsessing. Just sit down and be quiet. And that's hard. That is hard. It is hard. It's, you know, it's hard for me. I mean, I'm sure it's hard for you too. We're talkers. We're chatty. Mm -hmm. We like to talk about it Mm -hmm. again and and again. uh uh And to sit and be still alone with your thoughts without electronics, without everything else, and just try to connect. That's sometimes hard. To to even stop yourself from that behavior of, you know, oh, they have that. I should hop on Amazon and get that myself. And you and I do this almost <laughs> every day when we chat. We're like, oh, oh my no. gosh, I want that too. Like, I right? Want that like, book. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about obsessive behavior. Hello. But I think at the heart of it, at the most basic level, most of us have too much of this and too much of that. And, you know, we even in our conversation, not just you and I, but just ourselves with our spouse, our family, there is this, oh, I need or I want or, you know, we have these like, you know, it's almost like we're too overwhelmed or overactive. Like we aren't taking time to be mm-hmm. moderate. We aren't in and it's overstimulating. Everything around us is overstimulating. Mm-hmm. Everything we see on social media is overstimulating. You know, it's just it's tough in the world we live in because we can't all just be like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. I'm going to go sit <laughs> under a tree and I'm going to stay there until I'm enlightened. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's a very lovely way, but it's not practical in our life. So unfortunately, we have to like put up our boundaries so that we can protect ourselves from falling into these paths of obsessive behavior because we do. Whether we're obsessed with whether or not we can lose 10 pounds, whether we're obsessed with, you know, when we're going to get the next glass of wine, whatever it is. Like, and I, I bring up things that you and I talk about because it's relevant, right? Right. But it could be whatever to anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, you know, I watch the younger kids now. I mean, like my, my little uh, granddaughter, Clark, she's two and a half. She's constantly stimulated, constantly, constantly. And she, even when she's by herself, she's talking to herself. It's, it's, and it's so much learned behavior because we do all stimulate ourselves constantly. You know, how far away is your phone from you usually? Um, about about 18 <laughs> <Yeah>. inches. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I've got mine right in my face right now since we're recording on it. But I very seldom like at night, you know, when Edward and I are having a glass of wine and, you know, playing cards or watching a movie or whatever, my phone's in the same room with me just in case something important comes across. Now, I have to say my sister is much better at that at night. She'll leave hers in the other room. I've tried to do that. It's really hard. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm improving with that. Like, especially, you know, me, I hate that I'm married to two phones, but I'm married to a work phone and and my phone. But I'm really good at putting my work phone down now. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, nope, you know, end of day, too bad. If you need me, you can talk to me in the morning kind of thing. But to your point, like, I know my phone is starting to show wear because the battery runs down much quicker and I'm, I'm less apt charge it now. I'm like, oh, no, Mm -hmm. sorry, my phone died. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that I feel confident in that because if it was something that somebody needed me, they would call John or they would call my work phone and I would hear it ringing in the other room or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I feel pretty confident in saying, yeah, no, I'm just not, I'm not going to be on it. You know, it's tricky because 
we do have kids we want to be present for. And we feel like that's the only way. We don't have a house phone anymore. So it's not like we can have the kids call the house. Mm-hmm. So, but I do agree that, you know, the whole idea of brahmacharya is how much it affects us mentally. Like it probably also isn't the right use of our energy if we're obsessing or staring at our phones. Like there is better ways to be present. There are better mm-hmm. ways to sit in stillness and like mm-hmm. you said, learned behavior. And mm-hmm. it, it's on us to be teaching young people. Yeah. It is. Well, and flipping around to some just practical tips, maybe making wise choices about books and magazines you read, the movies you see and the company you keep will help you conserve energy and keep your mind focused and dynamic and being moderate in sensual activity so that you don't dwell on them and staying focused and faithful to one partner in a relationship that's mutually supportive. And this is all, uh, this is the middle path of Brahmacharya. Yeah, like ultimately it is is about being present, like to whomever that is you're in relationship Mm -hmm. with, whether you're talking about an actual partner or whether you're talking about children or friends or whatever it is, it it is asking you to show up with with all of you, not show up distracted, not show up with, oh, but I got to go in 15 minutes. It's, you know, showing up and being present. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it means hearing what they actually say. That's huge. How many times are you talking to someone and you can see on their face, they have completely turned you off. They don't have a clue what you said. Yeah. I've got a couple of people in my life like that. And I love, I mean, and this is kind of like a little evil streak, I guess, but I love to go, right? (laughs) And then they're like, oh yeah. And you're like, like, wait, wait, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. I that was my mom's joke she always used to do is she would just switch whatever she was saying so if she was telling a story about I don't know whatever her vacation or whatever and the person wasn't listening anymore she'd be like and then this white elephant came in the room and it was stomping on all these mice until you finally hear them engage and they look at you and they're like what? What? And you're like, yeah, at what point did you leave the conversation? Because you were not with me anymore. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try that. I've yeah. got someone right in mind. I'm going to try that on. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But I think, you know, the greatest lesson in brahmacharya is really to remind yourself the root of it is about divinity. The root of it is about like really being reverent with what you're doing. And it's it's hard for me to have obsessive behavior about things and to look at what I've done and say, okay, yeah, that was a good job. You got so much done, pat, pat on the back, Tanya. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, you were completely not present for the three people around you who needed you right then. Yeah. And that's a tough lesson. That's an admission that says, you know what? I wasn't all in. And that's that's on me. Yeah. Well, and we all do it, Mm -hmm. you know, especially living in the world that we live in now. I mean, how many balls do you have in the air at one time? Mm -hmm, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't override or excuse being kind and being present Mm -hmm. equals being kind. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You want to hear my Brahmacharya practice from The Language of Yen by Gabrielle Harris? Sure. Okay. She suggests that you start with a mantra and we will see if I can pronounce it correctly. Nong Namo Guru Dev Namo. Ooh, you, I love does that. that. Does that look right? Okay. Yeah. 
All right, I said it right. Yay, go me. While you chant Nong Namo Guru Dev Namo three times, and Nong Namo means I bow to the subtle divine within, and Guru Dev means I bow to the teacher within. And so you chant that three times, and then she suggests you do single nostril breathing for Brahmacharya, the Mahabandra Mudra lock. She uh, believes you need to sit in contemplation. And then she does quite a few hip openers, half butterflies, some full seated twists, and does throw in a caterpillar in there. But she does a lot of hip openers. Interesting. I would assume, because, you know, if you think it through, you're opening and releasing emotions. A lot of times our emotions keep us from connecting with others and connecting to the divine because we keep that protective shield around us. And I know I have a nice big protective wall around myself a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I, I could see that for me, that hip openers would be what I would need. Plus, I think it also plays very much on the second chakra, which is very much related to the actual moderation and celibacy and the importance of mm-hmm. keeping your relationships because your relationships are founded in the second chakra. And that's exactly. all about hips. I love exactly. that. Exactly. I, I love too. that. I love that. Mm-hmm. The Ong Namo Gurudev Namo, that's mm-hmm. very much a Kundalini call to action. It's Is actually it? how uh, all Kundalini classes start. I did not know. Well, I've never done a Kundalini class, so how would I know that? I love that. Oh, yeah. Very, very cool. So, yeah, see, and you're going to have to get this book. I know. It's still in my <laughs> cart. <laughs> But we're practicing moderation, so I'm not going to purchase it until after Christmas in case someone else purchased it for me in my inbox because I have a list I sent to my family. Yeah. And there were books on the list. So um, I was getting ready to ask, so do people actually buy things from your list? Because I can put lists out all day long and people are like, oh, hmm, yeah. Oh, I didn't think you'd really like that. Really? <laughs> really? I always love that. That's my favorite thing ever. When you, I and John and I have been dealing with this and I'm not going to name names, but they'll ask you, hey, what do you want for Christmas? And then you'll say, oh, I actually would really like this. And they'll be like, I'm not going to get that for you. Then why did you actually ask me? I know. Why, why even <laughs> ask? Why even ask? My kids and my husband know that it, it, I will make it easy for them. I literally have it in the Amazon list. Just pull it off of there. Yeah. yeah. If Surprise I put it me. on that list, I will like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to get everyone in my family to start doing that, making their own lists. That'd be awesome. All right. Well, let's close this up. I just think that the probably the most important piece of this is really just to be all in and to yeah. be all in with your emotions, being present without mm-hmm. distraction. It's really that important piece that says, hey, if you need me. I'm there and I'm going to be there all in. I'm not going to be distracted by my addictions, my obsessions, my things. I'm going to, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to be with you. Yeah. Love it. I love it too. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I am Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast, and we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.